My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Dallaire of the Oddscast podcast. Uh, This is me and mostly me. But uh, we have producer Corey here because we obviously need producer Corey. And Terry Takes is also here uh, to uh, drop in. And we're going to be working on some audiovisual stuff. So he's our guy for that. Um, I'll be honest, Joe. I don't know why I'm here. All right. Well, but, okay. It's fine. I tried to give you Go a reason. On. I tried to give you a reason. So here we are. <laughs> but uh, the NBA season's back. We had a little bit of a quicker uh, turnaround time than almost any other league ever. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit of a refresher and then I'm going to talk about some futures. I'm going to talk about some team totals, and then I'm going to talk about, uh, some awards. And then I'm going to talk about the opening slate of games, uh, looking mostly at the Tuesday games. So tonight's games and Christmas day games. So, uh, stay tuned. We'll come at you hot and see what we can do here. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is betting MBA. Uh, generally listening to this podcast, you hear us talking about football traditionally the most. Um, and you, you have more time to kind of look at lines. Uh, you have like a week between games. It's a little bit different. You can kind of wait for a line move here or there with NBA, uh, lines are often posted, uh, sometimes in the middle of the night, uh, for the next day. And it's a lot more of a, it's a much more fluid market. Um, So there are certain things to look for and certain things that I think are critically important. And the number one thing is injuries. So follow me on the Action Network because sometimes I'll hop on a line and I'll put a note in there about why I hopped on a line so rapidly. Um, But also, uh, I would also recommend following following at Fantasy Labs MBA, um, spelled as such, all one word on Twitter. It's a product of Action Network. Um, I'm back with them writing again. Uh, You probably saw an article that I posted today, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But they tweet out news. And a lot of times, if you turn on your post notifications for them, you can hop on a line uh, before the line moves. But of note, not sometimes like the lines don't move the way that you would think. And it's not always an actionable line just because somebody's out. So that's why I also recommend following me to see if it's a line that I want to take or not. Um, so that's something to remember, especially with the shortened season, less rest. And on the back end of an ass to ass, you might be missing uh, a bigger player like LeBron, Anthony Davis, Giannis, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so certain, some of these guys are worth certain amounts of points to the spread. Uh, like the best guys like LeBron, Giannis, Luca, uh, Dame, they're all worth roughly five points to the spread. So sometimes if you see that they're rolled out, uh, you can really grab some value, especially on betting an underdog. Um, if you get a, a line earlier than later. Uh, so I think it's also important, generally good to fade the public. So take a look at bet percentages and, I don't think that buying points matters as much. It's not like football where there's key numbers of, you know, like three, six, seven, eight, ten, et cetera. Um, the only point that I will sometimes buy is I'll buy a line from six and a half to seven and a half. Um, because I feel like that's right around the area where teams stop fouling at the end of the game. 
Um, so those are the only things that I look to do in terms of buying points. Otherwise, I don't really think that it's worth it. Um, so two things real quick. Uh, there's a couple promos going on right now, uh, depending on the state that you're in. I know that in New Jersey, DraftKings has an any team to cover plus 76 points, uh, $25 max bet. Uh, for the Christmas Day games, I believe. So I took the Lakers plus 75, 76 points against the Clippers. It's basically a free bet. Uh, $25 max bet at plus 100 odds. Um, the other promo that I was made aware of is in Philadelphia. This is a Philly specific one or Pennsylvania specific promo because they don't have the plus 76 promo. Is Joe on, also on DraftKings. You opt in. Joel Embiid is it's the move, the odds to plus 100 for him to score over seven and a half points. So uh, that's for Wednesday's game. I will be handicapping that game and giving a game guide for the action network. So stay tuned for that. Um, but take advantage of those promos. Uh, he's highly likely to score more than seven and a half points, especially if those odds. Um, so looking at the futures, uh, market the lakers are prohibitive favorites again this year to repeat um they've managed to get better and i know it's been exciting to watch uh our guy talon horton tucker just absolutely light it up in the preseason but the lakers their odds are like plus 300 which is insane to lock your money up uh kind of like this long on a title future when go like they're presumed to go into the playoffs as long as nobody gets hurt uh right when the playoffs start they'll probably be like plus 250 so i i wouldn't really tie up money in that if you don't want to the only thing that you know if you if you've seen some of these crazy title futures uh the lakers are a team that you would want to put in you know i have one it's like the chiefs the lakers and the golden knights so uh it's kind of fun if you want to do it that way um so you have a little bit of skin in the game but Otherwise, I wouldn't recommend a bet on the Lakers for futures right now. Um, what I am looking at is some dark horse teams. And one of them is, as you've probably heard me say on this podcast before, I love the Pacers. I always like the Pacers. And I think they're at 100, 100 to 1 right now. And I like them. Uh, I think it's worth a little sprinkle. Um, I don't think that they're going to be worse. I think they're going to be better. Oladipo didn't, still didn't seem to be himself. And they kind of got thrashed by the heat in the first round last year. But I think a lot of that had to do with coaching. And the Pacers just don't didn't shoot a lot of threes. And they fired their coach, changed the coach. And in the preseason games, you already see an uptake, uh, an uptick in three-point shots. And I think that ought to improve their offense uh, dramatically. And they are bringing a lot of the same guys back. So I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I think the one problem with betting teams in the East is that the Bucks are going to be better, 100% better. And uh, Drew Holiday is a huge upgrade for them. And I think that that the the security of having Giannis in Milwaukee is going to help their management get guys in signing trades, trade for people in the middle of the season, because they're going to be willing to take on that additional risk, knowing that they have their superstar there long-term. So um, if you wanted to do a matchup uh, for the finals, uh, you know, you could look at the Lakers and the Bucks, but you still have that issue with, uh, 
uh, Budenholzer as a coach. And if the Lakers or if the Bucks are still going to try to play drop coverage against teams that just light up the three point line, then you know I think I think Budenholzer is on the hot seat this year. Um, so hopefully he makes a couple changes uh, in that regard. Um, but that leads me to team totals. And one of the things to remember with team totals this year is that when you're looking at them, there are only 72 games this year, as opposed to 82 games. Um, so what I've tried to do is extend the games and give you, or at least when I write up about it, one of the things that I do is I take the, whatever game amount it is for the 72 games that they have to win. And I try to ext- extend it over 82 games. So uh, that way it's a little bit easier to visualize. We're used to thinking about 82 game seasons. And I think that that's important when you're processing this. The other thing to remember is that when there's less games, there's more variance. So if you have guys, especially like looking at the Lakers, for example, if you have guys like LeBron or Anthony Davis sitting, it's worth more, like it's essentially worth a little bit more than one game if it was 82 games, because you're playing 10 games less. So there's more variance here. And I think that that's something that's important to remember. And variance usually helps with um, extremes. You're more likely to see extremes. And I think that over an 82 game season, which is even though it's 10 games more, you're more likely to see uh, like a median effort there. So um, like I said, the bucks I think are better and their total is one that I really, really like. It's, over 49, uh, 49 and a half, roughly 68 and a half percent on DraftKings. So the Bucks have been over 73% wins the last couple seasons. And I love this bet. I don't see how they go under it. Um, and even with uh, some resting of their best players, they were still winning those games. They're fundamentally better. They're on a mission this year. And I think that they're a phenomenal regular season team. And I think that they are going to be rolling through the Eastern conference. So uh, I love this bet. I think that they easily win 50 games in a 72 game season. The last time they even lost more than 20 games was in an 82 game season. So I don't see them going 50, uh, any less than 50 and 22 this year. Um, And then I'm going to go back into the Pacers. I like the Pacers. They're at over 37 and a half uh, wins which would be 43 wins over an 82 game season. Uh, look, they got, they're bringing back Oladipo, Sabonis, Brogdon, Warren, and Turner. And there's three 500 or worse teams in that division. So I just think that they're better. They crush teams that aren't good. They were 30 and 12 versus teams under 500 last year. They win the games that they're supposed to. They've been over 58 and a half percent in the last three years. And they were 61 and a half uh, last year. So there's been some rumors about a Victor Oladipo trade. Even if that does happen, I'm still not concerned. They ought to get a good return for him. And I think that the Pacers continuity and uh, in terms of their roster will be only bolstered by the change in the coaching staff. So I like the Pacers. The next team that I like is I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors. They're at 37 and a half wins, um, which would be 43 wins over the course of a regular season, normal regular season. Uh, They still have Steph Curry and I don't know if you guys forgot about him, but uh, Steph Curry is 
unbelievable. I think he's still the best shooter in the NBA, uh, all respect to Dame, but until like Curry just has set every record, he's incredible. And I, I mean, he's been a multi, he's been an MVP candidate and an MVP winner. And I don't see a situation where this team is under 500 with Curry. Um, and they lost Clay Thompson, but I think that's more important for their title odds more so than their win total. They added Ubre and Bazemore, both are decent shooters. They're not Clay Thompson, but you know, if they shoot 38% from three, you're kind of getting a decent return there. So I like the Warriors. Um, I think that they're going to be over 500. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be still pretty good. Um, the next pick that I like is I really like the Kings. I have the Kings at over 27 and a half. I think that Tyrese Halliburton is awesome. He is, I think the going to be, he's going to wind up being one of the better rookies in this class and he should not have fallen to the Kings. Uh, so I just think that that's a great play. They don't really have draft picks coming up, so they don't have an incentive to tank because um, that's going to be something that some of these other bad teams are going to, tank for uh because they got uh kid's name's Cade and he's presumptively the number one draft pick this coming year so uh I think that the Kings will be over that 27 and a half now there are a couple teams that I would recommend not betting and I know that a lot of our listeners are high on the Nets and I think the Nets are going to be good um but depending on the book, you're looking at a win total of 45 or 46 and a half out of, um, out of 72. So that would be 51 or 52 games over the, an 82 game season. And I just, I don't know, like you've seen it with like when LeBron went to Miami in that first year, they're just not, you're not necessarily clicking all at the same time. And I, I just don't like a totals bet on the nets here. Um, and producer Corey picked up the microphone. So I'm wondering if he's got a question here. <laughs> I was just reminded of that that lovely gathering in Miami the year LeBron got there. How many did they promise? How many championships? At least four. I think six, okay. seven. And what they get? I, two. Okay. Two in four years. My, which is my still, numbers were right. <laughs> which is still good. But I don't know. Did you guys see? Uh, did you guys see Kyrie Irving saging the TV yeah, Garden? That. that was unbelievable. So maybe you're wrong. Maybe Listen. all the bad juju is out of the building and. They're going to light it up. Well, it. I don't know. I, I think if you're a woke, spiritual person. Take over. Go ahead. Yeah. Woke Kyrie is one of the most interesting developments of the NBA. I it's think it's making it's, primo content. I know I'm waiting for Steve Nash to come out of retirement and actually just play. Like there's going to be a game where Kyrie coaches and Steve Nash plays the, and runs the offense. And he's like, look, this is what I meant when I wanted you to do this. So like they had, a, they were doing, they were warming up before like a, an exhibition game. And Amari Stoudemire is one of the assistant coaches. Amari was doing put back dunks during the fucking layup line. I don't think Amari will not be able to ever do that. He'll just die the day he can't do that. He will be leaving us. Would you rather, would you rather, this is, I'm going to pose this to both you and Terry. Would you rather be able to dunk for the rest of your life or just be absolutely wet from three point range? Three point range. Uh, dunk. Cause I'm already wet from three point range. Fair. That's there's, there's that. Of course. Of course. <laughs> if anyone has video footage of this wetness, please forward to us. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not I, well, totally sold. One, 
Yeah, I mean, number one, we've never seen Terry, and then uh, number two, I would just, I just want like the first time I ever see Terry, I want it to be when he's wet. My nickname in pickup games in high school was Money Bags. <laughs> Are you sure they were talking? Because I was money from three. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, you'd fit really well in today's NBA. I think maybe we're. I, I don't know what your age is, but uh, maybe you missed the three point line. Or, or it could have been because I just showed up to school looking like the Monopoly man every day. That's that what I was thinking. Been, Trying to make yeah. a good impression, went over the top. I, I get it. Mo- you know, the monocle might have been too much. Pe- the penguin suit, the penguin tails are unbelievable. So I, I love that. Just screams <laughs> money bags. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I'd lean with uh, producer Corey. I'd probably rather just be wet from three. Um, you know, least it's just more money. useful in a pickup game. Yeah, like you're that guy. Uh, yeah. You just, you know, everybody's like, oh, like this Asian. Like, and then once they start guarding you, someone else is open. Easy layups. Yeah, I yeah, just I'm there to dunk it. I just aspire to be called Jeremy Lin at least once every time I play pickup basketball. I'm shocked no one's done it yet. So, you haven't played with enough racist people. No, I know. I played in a lawyer league, so uh, I, you know, it was real PC. It was it was a little PC. We got to take <laughs> you below the Mason Dixon line. Have a pickup game. You'll ten minutes max. Oh my God. They're going to say the Knicks should have signed you to a max deal immediately. <laughs> they're going to ask you to show you your Harvard degree. It's going to be a whole thing. Just, ev- just check perfect. every box on like the racist jokes against Joe in a pickup game. 10 I minutes know. max. It'll be perfect. They're going to yeah. be like, I thought that you were good at this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, but anyway, the, so I'm looking, I, I like, I, unless you're, unless you're in on woke Kyrie, I would stay away from the Nets. I think that if you're going to bet on the Nets, um, the best opportunity is looking at them to maybe win the East. Uh, Their odds are around plus 375. So if you like the Nets, I think that's maybe a better angle to do so. Um, I don't like the Clippers total. I would stay away from it. I think it's too sharp. Um, And I think that the 49 wins is appropriate. And I I don't really see any value there. Um, with the Lakers, I'm super conflicted. I think that they repeat. I think that they win the title again, but I don't really like their win total. Uh, if anything, I lean to the under, I, I don't think that LeBron is going to play as much this year. I think that, uh, they're going to rest their guys and, you know, they, they have an identity. They know what they're trying to do. Um, and even though they got better this off season, I don't think that they care about the regular season this year. Um, the only concern that I have is that I think LeBron felt slighted last year when he did not win the MVP. And I could see a scenario where he wants to come out firing. Like we won the title um, and I'm still the best in the world. And I want, I want another MVP. So that's a reason enough to stay away from this Lakers total. In my opinion. Another question, Joe. Hit me. Has anyone come up with like the perfect combination of LeBron James and prima Donna? No, I don't think so. Why? What, what were you thinking? The prima Donna James is just too easy. LeBron uh, James sounds like you're making fun of people. <laughs> I can't find the sweet spot, but I feel like all with all those letters there, it could happen. It's like a, it's like a game of like uh unscrambling. What about over. like, what about like King LaDonna? That's a better something. one. That might work. Adding King helps actually. 
Yeah, because it's King James, you know. Throw King so. in there, and I think it might be a little easier. I'll keep working on that. We'll stop by whenever we talk about the NBA on the regular pod, and I'll give you an update on whether I've perfected the combination of King, LeBron, James, and Madonna, and pre-Madonna. <laughs> um, be a long road. Maybe, honestly, maybe never then. <laughs> so uh, the, last, the last total I'm going to talk about is uh, I'm a suffering Knicks fan. And I have a couple of my other friends that I hope will listen to this and do the same as me. I am hopefully and anxiously optimistic about the Knicks this year. Their win total, their over-under is 23 and a half. And I just, I want to bet the over. Everything is telling me to bet the over, but like, this is, this is me hedging on my happiness. And like, I don't know if I can do it. Um, Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. I think that he is going to get the Knicks to be good, like at least good enough and be better, uh, especially defensively. And I just, I don't know if I want to do it to myself to actually lock up money, like my own money into these bets. Um, but, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I do, I do like the Knicks over 23 and a half. Um, if you're not a Knicks fan, I think it's worth the bet. If you are a Knicks fan and you appreciate the sweat and the pain that comes with being a suffering Knicks fan, then obviously double down on your frustrations. What do you have to lose? 2020 was already awful. You may as well start 2021 uh, with a fresh future ahead of you. So um, it's an option. I don't know if I would play it. But um, I do think that they go over there. So, and I had to, I had to throw it out there. <laughs> what you just said was the most optimistic thing anyone said about the Knicks in like eight years, maybe. 10. Yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> so I, I, I don't hate it. I think it's good. I think that I think that Barrett should take a step up. I, I like him a lot. Uh, I, just, it's just the Knicks. So it's it's tough to be optimistic. <laughs> um. So that, uh, that's going to lead me to my piece. I wrote a piece on the action network for, uh, the whole, the, the, the main staff for the NBA, we all gave out our picks, um, for the five main awards. And we were given a budget of a hundred dollars. Whoever makes the most money at the end of the year wins. Um, but, I'm going to kind of go over some of my picks, go into a little bit different detail about why I did that and what I'm looking for. So with MVP, uh, a lot of the MVP is narrative. And I don't think that Giannis is going to win a third consecutive MVP. And traditionally, like this is a spot where like I would normally like to bet LeBron. And maybe if LeBron was, you know, five years younger and they didn't just have the quickest turnaround in NBA history or sports history for season to season, I would probably be looking at LeBron for MVP. But the narrative is really shaping up uh, for Luka Doncic to win his first MVP. He is uh, looking like a stud. Uh, Porzingis is going to be out for about the first month of the season, so he's going to get an opportunity to really shine and see if he can carry the Mavs in that capacity. Um, and I think that they're going to be a top four, maybe top five team in the West and his odds are around plus four fifty, depending on the book. Um, so I, I like him for that reason. And I think that 
with the NBA in particular, more so than most other sports, you really bet the narrative. Um, he has the ball in his hands. He has the opportunity and he's young and he, and he's somebody that uh, I think a lot of people like the reporters like him and he's not considered uh, like a villain or anything like that right now. Um, so with his, with his usage, I, I think that the one problem with him is that he turns the ball over a lot, but you're that's to be expected when you have the ball in your hand so much. Um, so the other guy that I like here, and I mentioned, talked about him a little bit before, but I like Dame Lillard. Um, if you think that the trailblazers are going to be a top four team in the West, then I think that you have to bet this future. Um, he's gotten votes in the MVP race the past couple of years. And I, I, I think the Blazers are going to be good. I think that Nurkic is a huge ad and they were missing him last year. Uh, and I think that having him for the course of the full season will be beneficial. And I think that the pickup of Robert Covington was in enormous for their defense defense. Now they actually have one guy that will play defense for them. So uh, I think that there's, I think there's, there's some, thing to the hype of the trailblazers, but this bet is really more of a bet on them being good. And if they are good, then this is the time for Dame Lillard to probably get that. Um, and he's plus 2000 to win. So 20 to one, the last guy, if you're a Nets fan is Kevin Durant's odds. Uh, they're 20 to one. I think they're dropping like exponentially, um, after the preseason and he's looked very good. He looks spry. He doesn't look like somebody that's coming off of, uh, that type of surgery, that type of injury. And if the nets are good, there's no reason that he can't win that award. Um, but I think that there is some concern that, you know, Kyrie could pull some votes. Uh, they're in talks. They want to try to acquire James Harden. Um, if they do that, I don't see any real circumstance where, Durant can win this award. So it's something to look at uh, just in terms of value, but I, I, I would probably stay away from that. Uh, for rookie of the year, two things that I look for are opportunity and the ball. Um, and you kind of need, generally you need the ball, but it, it's kind of tough to win rookie of the year. If you're, even if you, even if you're the best rookie in the class, it's hard to win as somebody that isn't going to crack the starting lineup at some point. Um, I think that the last guy to kind of do this was Brogdon, uh, like what, I think like six years ago. Um, he started only like 25 games, but I think that that's still a tough spot. So this year, I don't think like, I like LaMelo. I don't think that these rookies this year are, I don't think that there's one that's like particularly good um, where they're like top notch, like the guy. So I don't see value in betting LaMelo for this award. I don't see value in betting Anthony Edwards and I don't see value in betting James Wiseman. So I looked, I love uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's awesome. I think it's a great spot. Um, he's 20 to one on some books and the Kings, the Kings just don't like Buddy Heald. So I think that Halliburton is either going to be the first guy off the bench. And I think that he's eventually going to be starting for them. Um, and 
he's super talented offensively last year at Iowa state. He averaged uh, over 15 points a game, six and a half rebounds and almost six assists as a sophomore. And he was top five in steals in the big 12 during both of his collegiate seasons. So a guy that can contribute on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, you're going to have opportunity to play. So he's either going to be leading the second unit or he's going to be getting minutes next to De'Aaron Fox. Um, And I think that that's a great opportunity for him. Um, And I think, like I said before, the Kings have no incentive to tank. And I think that they're going to let their guys play and try to get as many minutes as possible. Um, Another guy that I like is uh, Denny uh, Avijija. I have no idea how to really say his last name, but he's on the Wizards. And the Wizards, the reason I like him is in the preseason, he's shooting the lights out. And he is going to get to play it looks like he's going to start. Um, and if he doesn't start by the beginning of the season, he's probably going to start a couple weeks in and he's going to get minutes next to Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. So when you play with those guys, especially Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook was in the top one percentile in terms of pushing the pace. And the big thing with rookies and rookie of the year is a lot of these guys, they play on bad teams uh, and they don't really get, the same media attention. So when the people are voting for rookie of the year, the one thing they look for is counting stats. They're not necessarily taking into consideration like, Oh, well, this guy played on the wizards and they had like 10 more possessions a game than the next team. So like, that's why his counting stats are a little inflated. Like it just sounds good. So if you have more, if you have more possessions, you have more uh, opportunity, you're going to rack up more counting stats, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, whatever. Um, and I think that Denny is going to get an opportunity to do not only that, like where you can pass to a Beal or a Westbrook, but he's also going to get the opportunity to clean up some of those misses and uh, dish out assists to uh these guys like Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, um, and people forget, but Bradley Beal was number two in points per game last year. He averaged over 30 points a game and having a guy like that to pass to is only good for your assist total. So I like that. You think, um, wait, you think someone on the team with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook is going to touch the ball enough to be rookie of the year? Yes. Specifically because, um, specifically because he's going to get the ball enough because Russell, you know, Russell Westbrook wants his assists. So he's got Russell Westbrook has to pass the ball at least 10 times <laughs> a game. And uh, Bradley Beal, I think it gives him an opportunity to, uh, you know, he's an elite shooter. He's a lights out scorer and being able to pass to a guy like Bradley Beal um, kind of sets you up for some better opportunities, some better scoring opportunities, um, better assist opportunities. So I, I think it's just more about the counting that. I think that Denny is good. He's a pretty good uh, spot up shooter. So I think that he's going to get some opportunity um, to rack up some stats here in this situation. But I do, I do get the concern. Um, and it's something I looked at actually, uh, Terry, with, Bradley Beal, he's 20 to one to be the leading scorer in the NBA. And I kind of like it. Um, And somebody tweeted at me and was like, well, how can you possibly like that with Russell Westbrook on the same team? And I mean, James Harden just did it. So uh, Russell Westbrook has to pass somebody to get those triple doubles. So uh, I think there's some opportunity there. Um, You know, (laughs) it is what it is. (laughs) So, 
then uh, the next award that I'm looking at is defensive player of the year. Uh, I think that there's plenty of opportunity for um, a guy like Anthony Davis to win. Uh, Giannis can always win like Rudy Gobert, but I think that those guys, they always get votes. They're always in the running. Um, a guy that really stepped up and got a lot of press in the, this, in the bubble. And it's kind of fresh in people's memories is bam out of bio. He was hurt in the finals. Uh, he was hurt a little bit throughout the uh, end of the playoffs, but he really took a step forward last year. Uh, he signed a max deal. Um, last year was his first all-star campaign, but he was actually top five in defensive player of the year voting last year. And he ranked fifth in defensive win shares. Um, so I think that these odds at 10 to one are kind of juicy. I think that he really anchors down that Miami defense and he's played effective defense on, uh, Giannis, LeBron, Joel Embiid, Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis, like all these big time stars. And I think that the heat are going to get a lot of media attention this year. Um, so I think that it's an opportunity for him to really take a step forward, uh, in his defensive player of the year, uh, rankings or so to speak. Um, then looking at sixth man, I like Dennis Schroeder. I think he was robbed, uh, last year. And I think that he will get more press being on the Lakers. And I know he said he wants to be a starter, but I think that he demonstrated such a good, uh, role and leadership presence for the thunder last year off the bench that the Lakers are going to want to use him as a facilitator, uh, when LeBron is off the floor, but they might wind up having some lineups where, you know, even if he's not starter by name, he might be in a closing lineup. And I think that that's enough to kind of, um, massage his ego or so to speak. Um, now the last award that we generally talk about is most improved player. And this is brutal because basically anybody can win. It's kind of ridiculous that some of these guys are even included in the odds. Like Zion is included in the odds. Zion was the number one draft pick. Like, I don't, I don't understand like a year ago, he was a rookie last year. I don't know how you have these guys as most improved when they were that. And then even like Luca, what are his, what are his odds for biggest loser? Oh, for in terms of weight? Yes. Well, we know who's out of the running. It was a joke, Joe. I hope I didn't break your brains. <laughs> yeah, you froze. Uh, you were just staring. You freezing <laughs> made that way you better. Look so, you look so confused. <laughs> you look 100% dumbfounded. <laughs> I guess you're going to have to I never that. thought of that. <laughs> for a hot second i thought you were calculating how much weight he lost yeah, yeah. i mean listen and that's I, what happened <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable um no i <laughs> i just don't get it i i think it's funny though i but he's just a thick boy um it's it's something else uh i i just don't think that, that he like some of those guys, like I don't understand how you can be up for that award when you're looked at as a top prospect in the first place. Um, like even Luca was up for it last year. Like he's supposed to, he was in the MVP conversation, like, uh, and he's in it again this year. There's odds for him. I just don't understand why they even list odds for some of these guys um, because they're so fucking good in the first place. Um, so I, I wouldn't bet on Zion for this award, but I do like one guy on the Pelicans and his name is Lonzo ball. And I think that for this award, part of what I'm looking at is 
once again, opportunity. Um, so last, so in this offseason, Drew Holiday got moved to, to the Milwaukee Bucks in a trade. Uh, and it sent back Eric Bledsoe. But I think that Lonzo Ball is going to take a step up in both minutes and usage this season. So he, Drew Holiday occupied a 28% uh, usage rate for the Pelicans, which was second highest on the team. Um, and I think that that's going to be opened up. I don't envision Eric Bledsoe filling in that role. Um, he's not the same player. He's not very good defensively and he's not, um, as much of a, like an all-star candidate or so to speak. Um, Lonzo, his shot has improved. He actually shot like 38% from three last year. And if he can keep defenders honest with the jump shot, uh, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to rack up assists. So I like Lonzo a lot. I think he's always a triple double threat. He re- rebounds pretty well and he's a good defender. Um, so I like him in this spot and he's 33 to one. So uh, if you're going to look for a flyer, I think he's not a bad one. And then the other guy that I like, and I've been high on him. Uh, I really liked him last year was Christian Wood. <laughs> so uh, burn that. Um, but Burning that wood, Joe. Yeah, you know, so he just got his payday. Uh, 36 minute average last year was 22 and 10. Um, he's going to start, I'd imagine, for the Houston Rockets. He can stretch the floor. And presumably if James Harden is there, I don't think the Rockets trade him. But um, between John Wall and James Harden, he's going to get a lot of opportunities for some easy buckets uh, as defenses collapse around those guys. So uh, I really like I really like him for this award, and he's uh, twenty five to one on some books. So that's kind of my general take for futures bets um, this year. But what I do like is, and what I'm going to talk about now is some of the first games of the season. So tonight we have two games uh, specifically, and the first game of the NBA season is going to be the Warriors against the Nets. Um, This line has already moved. The line opened at uh, Nets minus five, and it's since moved to seven and a half. Um, I grabbed it at five. I still think that there's value at seven and a half. I'm probably taking it. I think that the Warriors are good, but uh, they're also going to be missing Draymond Green in this game. So I am a little concerned about that. And I think the Nets are, I think the Nets are going to be good. So um, I, I would take that seven and a half at home, but I wouldn't go too far up uh, the other way. And then the second game that we have is the Clippers and the Lakers and the Lakers are two and a half point favorites at home. I used the DraftKings promo on this game. And I think that, I, I think that the Lakers are better. Um, I think that they're going to want to beat the Clippers in this opening game. It's ring night for them. And they're going to want to defend their title, especially uh, considering the Clippers kind of uh, or a lot of media pundits were saying, well, like the Lakers kind of had a Mickey mouse ring, you know, they didn't have to go through the Clippers, but the Clippers lost the nuggets. I think the Lakers are going to want to come out and, kind of thrash the Clippers. So I, I would probably take that two and a half as well. I like that line. Um, Wednesday, there's a lot of games. It's basically a full slate of games uh, before Thursday's day off. The only game that I'm going to kind of touch on right now is the Bucks and the Celtics. I think that the Bucks are going to massacre 
the Celtics in this game. They don't have Kemba Walker. They've lost Gordon Hayward. I think that this is a smash spot for the Bucs um, to come out hot and start off the season. So I really like that game. And then looking to Christmas, obviously follow me um, and you'll see more of my picks here. But I, I think that there is some value on the Nuggets at home it's the last game of the it's the last game of that day uh and i think that there are seven point underdogs right now which is just far too many points um so i'm looking at that game i'll put out some more analysis uh coming up soon i don't want to go too far into it just because i'm not sure what the lineups are going to look like uh at this point in time but it's a great day for nba i think one of the traditional betting points is betting unders on Christmas day. And that's generally been profitable, but obviously, you know, take it into consideration um, for, you know, take into consideration that people think this for Christmas day. Um, So I would, I would be a little leery about that. Um, And I'll, I'll run some numbers for everybody uh, and put, and put my picks out there. Um, But I'll probably be betting on every game. So I hope you guys join me. And just a note for the people following me on action, if you are seeing me put in these bets and you see, I like, I used to bet uh, like one unit bets on these games. I've increased my NBA units by 10. So if you see by 10 times, so if you start seeing bets that are like 0.25 um, or, you know, 0.3, whatever, it's just because I've increased my unit for the NBA. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, and I think we're gonna have a good season. I think we're excited. Uh, I hope that you guys all learned a little bit. I hope that Terry, you learned so much today and, uh, I think that we're going to have a great year. Yeah. We're going to dunk on you <laughs> on, on the books, dunking on the books, dunking on the books. Thought you were a wet books. guy. No, I'm already wet. So you're going to drain it on the books. No, you ruined the, you ruined the No, joke. you're not a dunk guy. That was a hypothetical. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was, a, I was. So realistically, what are you going to do to I the was books? Circling, you ruined my circle back. So now it's yeah, not Yeah, you circle back to non-reality. <laughs> and now it's just a C. Which stands for Corey, which is my plan the whole time. Suck it. Wow. This is really quite the turnaround. I know. Um, Let's go Knicks. <laughs> Let's go Knicks. Let's go Knicks. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is Joe Delera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Uh, see you next time. God bless. They're playing basketball. Uh, all around the we world. Uh, uh, to the beach, y'all. Let's go. Uh, all around the we world. Y'all know. This is so, so dead. favorite sport uh-huh. i like the way to dribble up and down the court i keep it so fresh on the microphone i like no interruption when the game is on, game's on. i like slam dunk to take me to the hoop yeah. my favorite play is the alley oop uh-huh. i like to pick and roll go. i like to give and go and it's basketball bow wow let's, let's go, go.
don't tell him what I'm gonna do with it. Okay. When I got possession, I'ma have to fool with Go it. Ahead. I might cross you up and fake one way. Turn around and hit you with the MJ fade away. I'm throwing down passes like J Kid, taking uh -huh. cats to the rack, and uh -huh. I'm dunking on them like C Mac. When I'm in the plane, I play with that Alonzo uh -huh. style. I'm like Darius, cause I can Don't too many players get offers like me. Uh -huh. Back and forth, I likely shake the checks uh -huh. off your Nikes. Okay. They almost had me in a suit at the draft, cause it looked like a free throw, and I be shooting from half. The first step, like Iverson, blow past you. You leave nothing but net, but I could go blast too. When I'm in the paint, the defense so shook, they don't know if I'ma put up a slow hook or dish off a no look. To draw the lane would be dumb, no, cause I send it back at you, then give you the finger like a tumbo. Shorty over the summer, you might have boosted the inch, but as long as Fabulous is playing, get used to the bench. And see, my game consists of a whole lot of moves you would think I learned from the Harlem Globetrotters. JD gonna lead us to a ring. Fab and Bow Wow's the only players that make cheerleaders wanna sing. Yeah, put it up. The night MJ scored 63 points when the Lakers won titles back to back. Yeah. Didn't give nobody no kind of slack. When Vince Carter came, stuck his arm in the rim. Everybody went crazy in the whole damn gym. Uh -huh. The Kimbe Matumbo standing tall. Playing D with desire. His basketball sing. Uh -huh. 